You're listening to the Roaring Repeater Podcast on 7220sports.com. Here's Cody. Welcome into the Roaring Repeater Podcast here on 7220sports.com. I am Cody Tucker, joined as always by Jared Newland. We are in our semi-new look studio. Still some work to be done in, in this particular area, but man, this place looks completely different it definitely does i mean just just a paint job looks good but alone <laughs> walking in and you see glass and not a 1970 style wood door yeah this place looks like it has about 40 new doors to it it looks so <laughs> much bigger and so much wider and more open and yeah. just way nicer We're leslie did a hell of a some job. furniture to get back in here now and um as, if you hear any echoing in here it's because they they don't have the pads hanging on the walls yet as in most studios, but um, we'll get that done here soon. Yeah, absolutely. It's just good to be back in here. Some absolutely. professional equipment actually staring at some stuff that uh, I, I really don't know what it does, but I can mess with enough buttons. Hey, you're a troubleshooter like <laughs> none other. <laughs> I don't even know what, maybe this is King FM. Maybe it's not even on the air right now. Maybe we're actually on the air. Oh. I just, I hit all kinds of We'll buttons. start getting some calls if it isn't. <laughs> Uh, how's summer going so far, Jared? I know we haven't been on in, I think, 19 days it's been. Uh, you know, we have a couple of listeners that like to remind me of that. Well, it feels uh, like we live in the Northwest with all this rain we've been getting, but the sun's out today, so um, it, it's starting to feel like summer, finally. Get any golfing? A little bit, yeah. I played in a tournament a couple of weeks ago, and then I, I've played a couple of times, yeah. Well, the summer has been uh, not very summery, as you mentioned, raining a bunch, but also uh, my one-year-old is in daycare, so I've caught in about every plague you can catch. Um, I'm talking from like hand and foot to ear infections to everything, strep, uh, the uh, pink eye, the everything, all in like a month and a half. And of course she gets it and then I get it and I get it really bad and I'm never sick. We know the pink eye came from when you were at that branding not too long ago. Someone farted on my pillow, apparently. <laughs> but on top of that, uh, I don't know. I know you know this, Jared, but I don't know about our, our listeners and how familiar they are with this fun. But uh, last week we were going to do a podcast, and I woke up and I had gout so bad in my left knee, um, just getting up to go to the bathroom was near impossible. So I actually had to go to the hospital and get a shot in my ass to uh, kill that miserable pain. And I don't know if you've ever had gout before. I truly wouldn't wish it upon Brigham Young himself. <laughs> That's how bad it That's hurts. That's saying a lot. <laughs> it hurts like hell. So, yeah, on top of all the sicknesses and all that, uh, it's been quite a summer. But uh, going on vacation tomorrow, thank God. Heading to Texas. Uh, yeah, well, I got to tell you a little Texas story a few weeks ago when we got back, so I'm anxious yeah, to hear your your uh, um, excursion. I can't wait, man. When you get back. Lone Star, Whataburger, barbecue, that's all I'm looking for on this trip. Uh, that's it, and that's a good vacation for me. So <laughs> excited uh, to be down in the Lone Star State. Uh, that's kind of been my home away from home for a long time and uh, love it down there. So uh, I did see it's going to be 100 degrees in every single town we're going to be in. So. I don't think Cheyenne has reached 75 degrees yet. I don't think so. I mean, it's been amazing that May, there was no snow. Mm -hmm. May, it never got below freezing. And we haven't got 75 degrees yet. I think this weekend we're going to. Yeah. But Crazy rain. I love it, though. Oh, it, I absolutely love it. Uh, I went up to South Dakota for Memorial Day weekend. And I'm sure I've seen it as green before, but I don't know when. I mean, it yeah. is crazy. And now three, four weeks later, 
it's going to be even that much more green because of the rain we've had. Not, Absolutely. Not just the spring snow. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Kyle just drove to Salt Lake. And as you know, that's about the most brown drive you can make in this state. And it's green from border to border. Yeah. So hopefully it lasts. That would be great. Um, since we were on last, uh, really the biggest news to come out, as, as you all know, it's obviously a really slow time in Wyoming athletics, but um, the biggest news to come out is the actual, uh, some of the game times were dropped. Uh, most of the game times, actually, and obviously it's easy to look. September 2nd, when Texas Tech pays a visit to War Memorial Stadium, that game is at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time, and it's on CBS. Uh, couldn't be more perfect, in my opinion, Jared. I totally agree, and and we're not talking CBS Sports. We're talking uh, the national network, and I've seen some reports out there that Texas Tech is a dark horse to be in the you know Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a dark horse to win the Big Twelve. Um, they're going to come into Laramie loaded and ready to roll. Uh, Wyoming's defense is going to have their hands full. We all know that, um, but uh, you know thirty thousand raucous fans. Uh, in the war has done it before to these these so-called power five teams and um, hopefully they can pull off another um, shocking upset i'm guessing wyoming's probably going to be about a seven to eight point underdog going into that game well i wondered if you looked because circa put out a couple days ago that the cowboys are currently a 13 point 13 okay i had not i just i've the only thing i've paid attention to is the win total so far um and we can go over that here in a little bit but um yeah 13 shoot was Um, missouri 14 i can't remember that i would if anybody who wants to jump on an early line, um, hop on it because if it goes to twelve and a half, then you're you're losing that hook, mm-hmm. as they say in the business. So thirteen is actually a really good number. Um, so I mean, you just think about that hypothetically: thirty-one twenty, you're a winner; uh, twenty-seven fourteen, you're a push. You know, things like that. I, I have a feeling it's probably gonna be a little higher scoring than that, but uh, um, but outright win too. I yeah. mean, I, I don't, I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. This really reminds me of Mizzou. It reminds me of Mizzou in a lot of ways, especially this time slot, the opener, being huge underdogs. I mean, you all remember that game, Kelly Bryant coming over from Clemson. Uh, they were supposed to roll that night in Laramie, and it looked like they were going to roll early. Uh, they went up 14 nothing, about as quick as you can go up 14 nothing. But uh, Cowboys, to their credit, they got off the mat. C.J. Colden with the big strip sack. Or, or Actually, I can't remember if it was him who had the strip. He had the, he had the recovery, anyway, for the touchdown. Yeah, I can't remember who made the hit. I feel oh. like it might have been Josiah Hall. But Kelly Bryant, I mean, you, you could tell after that he was like, Oh, these boys came to play today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny is people are like, well, some people will say Missouri wasn't even good that year. Well, I would credit Wyoming with with doing that to yeah, them. Ruined their season. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Absolutely. They were supposed to be good. Yeah. They were a dark horse as well. Yep. Uh, their and coach got fired in the whole shebang after that yeah, year. Yeah. And then Sean Chambers, uh, stiff arm of their yeah. all SEC linebacker. Yep. So. Yeah. And, and Valaday with the huge, huge touchdown run. Yep. That was just such a great night and perfect weather. And, Anyway, I think the 5.30 p.m. national television audience, you couldn't ask for much better than this. Um, You know, we've talked about it a lot already, and we'll talk about tech a lot more as we get closer, but uh, I'm with you. I wouldn't be the least bit shocked if the Cowboys win this game. I wouldn't be shocked if it's close. Uh, Not at all. Um, When I saw that 13, I kind of said, hmm, I think I would even take that one. And, uh, you know, it's not every day uh, Texas Tech comes up to 72-20 and plays against a full house of a very against a very motivated team like this, especially when they have Oregon coming next. Do you still have that um, bet MGM account? 
<laughs> I never used it. Do you still have it, though? I would assume. I Let's never used that it. that up. We might have to make you a little bit of money. I think I have like a grand on there, too. We could just put the let it ride. Sure, why I'll not? I'll do it. I'll do it. I'd like to, I'd like to mess around with it and do some uh, win, win totals. Yeah, That'd absolutely. Be fun. Yeah, it would. Uh, the next week, the Cowboys, of course, will be hosting Portland State. That is TBA as far as kickoff and TV. You've been on this side of things before, Jared. Do you imagine this one's going to be like a streaming thing, Mountain West? It'll probably be a Mountain West Network game. Um, and Noon, one. Just knowing Tom Berman and looking at the rest of the schedule, I'm guessing he's going to try to do a 1 o'clock or one thirty game, an afternoon traditional kickoff, mm-hmm. just because Appalachian State is a 5 p.m. kickoff. Uh, New Mexico is and Fresno State are probably going to be night games as well, just the way it looks. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I would guess Tom would would go with a afternoon one one thirty. Well, and I want to say after that Mizzou game in 2019, they hosted Idaho the next week, and I think that was a 1 o'clock game yep. as well because it was only on the Mountain West yep. Network. So uh, Then the Cowboys will travel to Austin, Texas, take on the uh, Texas Longhorns, of course. That's a 6 p.m. game. That'll be on the Longhorn Network. I can already hear you crying about that one because you don't have the Longhorn Network. <laughs> And uh, you talking to me or actually the <laughs> listeners? I'm talking to everybody <laughs> under the sun, and I actually have I actually have the Longhorn Network. Yeah, and it's it's on Directv out there, and it's on if you have the entire sports package through your local cable, you can get it too. Hmm. I didn't so. know if it was. I thought it was only on Dish. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, it used to be on Direct. I used to have it when I had Direct. Yeah. But I have that new cable box thing that gets oh. you every channel under the sun. You're the pirated box. The pirated box. Yeah. Don't tell on me. Uh, well, you can buy it at Frontier Days for like three fifty. So it's worth yeah. it. it's worth its weight in gold. Aside from the fact it doesn't have a DVR, I had that entire sports package. And since we were out of the Boulder market, I didn't think that you could get the Pac-12 network in Cheyenne. Yeah, sure as hell you can. Okay, well, and I didn't figure it out until like after the basketball season was done. I was flipping through some higher channels, and I was like, "There's no way I have that because it didn't have the lockout thing oh, on yeah, it." Oh yeah, yeah. I click on it. I have like four Pac-12 channels. Huh, I'm yeah. like, oh, I could have been watching some Pac-12 basketball throughout the year. That's what's great about the Pirate Box, though. I get all the baseball games. I get everything. Every everything. Every HBO, every everything. Yep. So it's fantastic. Oh, Minus you're, the you're DVR part. <laughs> Actually, Skinamax sucks now. They don't have any, they don't have any good stuff anymore. Uh, somebody will be DMing you and giving you some <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Let me know what I'm missing here. <laughs> so Kyle can come out and be surprised when he sees me on the couch. <laughs> um, yeah, the Cowboys will host App State after that, of course, in Laramie, September 23rd. That is a 5 p.m. kickoff on CBS Sports Network. Weather should still be awesome September 23rd, I would imagine. And you remember the Cowboys play a ton of home games to start the year here, uh, Texas being the only road game out of the first five, or out of the first six, excuse me. Uh, then New Mexico comes to town. I believe we landed on that is homecoming. It is. Okay, yeah. So homecoming September 30th. Uh, TBA, uh, both on those. And then Saturday, October 7th, the defending Mountain West champion Fresno State Bulldogs will be in town. That's also a TBA, and that will be on Fox Networks. Cowboys will hit the road again October 14th at Air Force, 5 p.m. kickoff. That is on CBS Sports Network. Uh, you'd like to think 5 o'clock still, or 5 o'clock in October 14th? Oh, Ooh, yeah. Still um, doable. It, yeah, definitely. Yep, and then uh, the bye week will be October 21st after that, right before the Cowboys take the trip to Boise State. Again, we've talked about it. I love that they have a bye week after Air Force and a bye week leading into Boise State. 
Craig Bull and them do actually prepare for Air Force during the spring and a little bit during the fall, and they see him so much they're very familiar. Um, I like to have more time to prepare for Boise State and that quarterback, Taylor Green, right now than I do Air Force. I don't know how you feel about that. It's always good to have a week before Air Force, but that's all right. I agree. And I'd rather have a week after for all the yeah, bumps I mean, and bruises you're going to Especially take. for the offensive linemen to get their uh, their knees healed up after getting cut yeah. cut all the time, and mm-hmm. the defensive linemen as well. Yeah. Um, I, I've always liked Air Force at the end of the season or towards the end of the season better because they're not very deep and they're not as big as um, well, and physical as a lot of other teams. Yeah. So they're a little dinged up then. And But this is, you know, it's still week six, so it, I, it still works out pretty good. I think if you look at the other side, though, Jared, they could really be humming by that point, too. Like, really have this thing well-oiled by then, which they usually have it well-oiled about, what, at the end of the first quarter against the Sisters of the Poor they beat up on every year to open the season in Colorado Springs? You mean like Delaware State? And, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I haven't Stony even looked at schedule, but I'm sure it's really tough. Yep. Um, but, I mean, I understand. They, have, they play Navy and they play Army every single year. I get it. But those other two non-conference games usually, I mean, they did whoop up on CU last year. But, yeah. Um, but CU was – what one, one win last year? Yeah, and now they've lost what eighty percent of their roster. And the, and what did I read the other day that eighty like almost all of them haven't even signed with Division One teams or with uh, with Power Five teams? Like hardly, I don't think any of them have signed with a Power Five team. So I guess maybe he does know what he's doing. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see Colorado here in what two years? I think. I think travel to Boulder in twenty twenty five. I can't wait for that if he's even still there by then. Uh, here's the one that people were griping about pretty hard right off the bat, and that is uh, Wyoming taking on Colorado State. That will be on a Friday night, November 3rd. I know people flip out about the Friday thing. I also hope people realize that TV pays the bills. Wyoming high school football is going on at that time, but as you mentioned, it's a semifinals. It's, yeah, it's semifinals. So, so there's very there's, few teams still alive. Yep, there's only going to be four, um, four teams left in each class. Plus, I believe the six-man teams and stuff, they'll play their game on Saturday anyway. Because a lot of them don't have lights. lights. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe maybe with new leadership at the uh, Wyoming high school level too, yeah. that maybe Trevor will move all the semifinal games to Saturday. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe you will. Why not? Because some of those games, I mean, the forays on Saturday afternoon anyway, you still have a f- the championship that sure. is, so you still have a full week to prepare yeah. instead of um, – so maybe that's a possibility. Yeah. but hey, Trevor, if you listen to this, we hope you do. <laughs> but, you know, people talk about that game, oh, it's a Friday night, you know, i got to work. That's why they let it out in early June, prepare for it. Are you going to miss the border war because you got to work? I mean, let's get it together. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> there's been really crappy weather for a Friday night home game before, and there still was a good turnout for the CSU game. Yeah, and we're talking about Josh's junior year. Yeah, and 2017. I mean, that heavy downpour, and then it turned to snow. Yeah, um, that was a fun game, and if you guys remember that. It could replicate that, so come on back to the war that night. Yeah, I mean, they gave you plenty of heads up. Yep. That's always blown my mind when people flip out about that. Uh, the next week, too, it works out nice. I mean, the Cowboys have another Friday night game. It happens the very next week at UNLV. Uh, that's a night game at 845 inside Allegiant Stadium there in Las Vegas. 
uh, they have seven days to prepare for the Rebels. And I do believe the Raiders have a game on that Sunday, too. So if anybody's out there that are Raiders yeah. fans as well, they could catch a two-for-one there. I don't know who the Raiders are playing. I think we all checked to see if it was the Bills. It but wasn't I the, Bills. the Bills. I can't remember either, but they definitely have a home yeah. game that Sunday. I think the Raiders go to Buffalo this year. Uh, Hawaii, uh, the return of Cam Stone, of course. Uh, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors will be in town September uh, – or September, Saturday, November 18th. That is a TBA all the way around, too. You might be able to add some more clarity to this. What is the Hawaii thing when it comes to TV? Do they have the option of picking up some of these road games for their weird local broadcasts they do? They do to help pay for travel and stuff like that. So if it's not picked up by a network, they can uh, do a pay-per-view back to the islands. Okay. Yep. Uh, fun. Yep. Already dreading that week. Um, Saturday, November 25th at Nevada. The Cowboys will close out the regular season against the Wolfpack at McKay Stadium. That is 7 p.m. Get kind of kind of chilly in Reno, Nevada. That time of year in <laughs> Reno, I was just going to say that. I've been there before in, in late November, and it was cold. Yeah, and then, of course, the Wyoming Cowboys will be hosting the Mountain West Championship game. That is on Saturday, December 2nd. It ought to be nice and cold just like the last one. However, this one starts at 1 p.m. That'd be Gus Johnson and Joe Clatt. <laughs> yeah. It's on Fox. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, boy, wouldn't that be nice. Uh, I think they'd be doing the night game at, 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 for the Big Ten, but <laughs> you never know. Yeah, well, I'll take a 1 p.m. inside War Memorial Stadium in December. I think that sounds like a lot of fun. That would I think be we great. can talk to some people who can, who can take care of that for us. So overall, um, we've talked about the schedule before. Um, I have no problem with the game times whatsoever. I think they're great. I love night games. Um I know a lot of people don't and would rather have that one o'clock stuff, and that's fine. But I, I guess maybe I maybe I'm a, maybe I have a problem, Jared. Maybe I'm an alcoholic because I always loved uh, the night games because I would just say, "Hey, wow, look at all these hours we have to party in the parking lot." But you don't do that anymore. Well, I can't now. But I mean, well, some people think you do. That. <laughs> yeah, some people do. Isn't that crazy? Just have, because Cody walks through Tailgate Park <laughs> yeah. to shake people's hands doesn't mean he's actually indulging out no, there, folks. never. <laughs> I can't believe people claim that Cody drinks before he goes and works in the press box. Well, and they've never – I get offered all the time, and oh, I'm like, guys, course, there's yeah. no way. Are you kidding me? I'm not even having one and going in the press box. So, yeah, I don't know who, who uh, thinks that. But I guess on the flip side, Jared, I met you by – drinking my face off in a parking lot at a Wyoming game once upon a time. So maybe they just are thinking. But I was not drinking because I was working for the department at the time. You remember those old days of how dusty that gravel parking lot would get? Oh, yeah. Especially in those, like, October, November, yeah. dry. Mm-hmm. I oh, loved it. It was miserable out there, though. <laughs> I loved it. And then people would just, like, dump their charcoal in the parking lot and just drive off. Yeah. Dude, I'm so not outdoorsy in any aspect of my life. So tailgating is about as outdoorsy as I get. I absolutely love it. I lived for it. And believe me, to this day, it is the hardest thing about this job for me personally is to not be able to have fun and not be in the stands and not indulge and not have a great time. And but, I never uh, got to do any of that back in the day, you know, working all those years in the department. And then once the year I finally stepped aside and got to do it, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> and last year it killed me because I missed four home games. That's true. I forgot about that. So, yeah. I, one day if I can retire, I would uh, just go right back to being a creep and being in the uh, parking lot. I used to have the number two spot, too. So back in those days, you could actually leave the stadium at halftime. I'd get a, eight beers down at halftime and be back <laughs> in my seat for the kick. 
Not anymore. So that is the hardest part. I miss it so, so And folks, much. when he says eight beers, that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> no, it's funny. He, he always buys two at a time. Yep. yep. And he was actually drinking Coors Lights the other night. That's why they I didn't have course. That's why I had to go to the bar and cap off the night with about 18 more. Speaking of the other night, uh, Jared and I were um, privileged to win uh, large market best sports coverage for our 7220sports.com kickoff show, which we do every game day, of course, during the football season. Uh, so that was cool. That was fun. I mean, I think that was that was my first ever radio award. I've never even been to a WAB awards ceremony before, so... Um, to win it the first year we're doing it was pretty cool. First year we turned it in anyway yep. uh, was pretty cool. So uh, if I'm going, I definitely don't want to lose. I totally agree with you there. <laughs> congratulations to all the winners out there. Yep. Um, and as I used, you posted it on social media, and I, I responded by saying, happy to be a part of this team, but there's a lot bigger things to yep. come. And, and we're not kidding, folks. We we got some plans. We don't know if we're going to be able to do them, but we got some plans. Absolutely. So. Do some awesome stuff. And, uh, you know, and a big thanks to somebody, you know, it's easy to forget about, which it shouldn't be, is our sponsors. We had a lot of really great sponsors on that show. Uh, we were planted outside of Dickie's every Saturday during the season, which was great. We were glad to have them. A lot of people stopped by Dickie's, and a lot of people won free tickets and stuff like that. So, And plus, it gave great. Cody his uh, barbecue fix yes. to have the bird ends every Saturday. That's true. By the way, I meant to tell you, burn ends at Sanford's are pretty damn legit. Well, let's get them on board. Let's do it. I've I've tried. Believe me, I've tried. Uh, do you want to go over the win totals, Jared? Or you got that pulled up? Um, I will in a second if you want to talk about Juan Soto real quick. Yeah, I don't have Juan pulled up right now, but what I can talk about here is uh, Joshua Hunter uh, wrote a story about him last week, the new PA announcer at uh, War Memorial Stadium. He's really excited. It was really cool to hear that he is a Warland native. Um, he hasn't lived in Warland in a long time, and he used Go to Warriors. He used to come back and play uh, Legion baseball with them. Was very happy to announce he won two state titles playing for the Warland Warriors. Uh, but this guy's like. Uh, he told me he's Mr. Fill-in, you know. He fills in a lot for uh, Alan Roach, uh, you know, who's probably arguably the most famous PA voice of all time. So he fills in for him a lot, Broncos games, and, and uh, I think he only said he hasn't done the Nuggets and the Rockies. But other other than that, he's done every sport you could imagine up and down the front range, was the voice of Folsom Field for a while, been working with UNC down in Greeley forever. Oh, the other one he hasn't done is CSU. And he was like, man, you know, he, he went to high school in Fort Collins, and he lives right in Severance, and – He's asked him before, hey, if you need a fill-in, I'd be happy to do it. And he said they never called, and, and uh, good for Wyoming. Yours. Yeah, good for Wyoming. Got a good voice. Listen, If you listen in the story I wrote, there's a little clip of him. He was also the public address announcer for the first-ever game of the Seattle Kraken, which is really cool. And um, so you got to hear him do the opening lineups in, in the story. There's a video, so check that out. Uh, Jack Noakes has been the uh, voice of War Memorial Stadium, I believe, for 41 years. And nothing against Jack Noakes whatsoever, although he did go to Colorado State, I saw on Facebook. Um, <laughs> his voice can really remind you of some great moments, and it can also remind you of just some pure, pure misery. I remember just listening to him when Wyoming, back in the early 2000s, when Wyoming was just getting curb stomped, and it'd just be first and 10, San Diego State. And <laughs> well, one of those years, there was a mist of fumbled PAT attempt and he just his mic was hot and he goes oh Jesus and <laughs> so that he, was he spoke those, for all of us yeah it was one of those things that was, I mean nobody was listening because nobody was there yeah but. yeah and that's the thing I'm thinking I'm thinking it's 
minus 20. We're sitting in Memorial Stadium losing to New Mexico by 30 or San Diego State in back-to-back weeks by 30-plus, and you just hear his voice, and it just became the voice of dread in so many ways. And once again, that's nothing against him. He also had some great moments too, but uh, excited for a new voice. Excited for new – excited for Jack too. He's got to be stoked to be in retirement and, and all that good stuff. So congratulations on a great career. Uh, but excited for some new blood there. There's also some new blood on the basketball court. I'll be doing a story about him as we get closer to the uh, the basketball season. So making some moves there for your game day experience, and that's something I'm going to post on Twitter here. Probably post a, a little story on it. Just what do you think would make the game day experience better? As far as, like, I think this dead or alive thing the Cowboys run out to, it's fine. Uh, could it be spruced up? I would love to be known for like Virginia Tech having inner Sandman and the whole place going absolutely ballistic. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, <laughs> between the third and fourth quarters when they do Cotton Eye Joe, I, I'd like to, you know, send that one to the curb myself yeah, yeah. And, and try something different. Um, the walkout music I'm fine with. I, I, I don't care about that. But uh, the music overall during the games – needs spruced up i think there's times that it's absolutely brutal and i know that they get complaints about it being too loud the older people don't like it you know what it's a college football game don't come if you don't want to hear loud music <laughs> it's so bizarre isn't do it? you cover your ears when people are cheering well and, and to me you know i'm a metal head but why not more metal like what gets you more revved up to go rip somebody's head off than listening to a little metal there was a couple of times in the last couple of years when they've won games and they're on the field and they're playing this slow, it's almost like romantic music. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I know. Yeah. This is supposed to be a party, guys. There should be, um, after Cowgirl Games wins, it should probably be the Cody Johnson, Ian Munsick song, Long Live Cowgirls. Mm-hmm. That would um, make sense. Or, and then for the Cowboy Games, um, there should be something, Chancey Williams, he wrote a song, The World Needs More Cowboys. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice to turn that into the country roads that West Virginia does? Exactly. Needs, that looks I mean, awesome. Chansey and Ian are both big-time Nashville artists now. Yeah. They, there's an opportunity there. Or go back to an old Chris Ledoux Chris song Ledoux, if you yeah. want to. Yeah. Or a Ned Ledoux song. I don't care. But do something that ties in the culture of the state, not the crap that's on the radio today. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Well, it sounds like this story is going to get some feedback. I yeah. know. I know. There's some guys like Jim, Jim and Nest out there. who's like, "Why? What happened to the WIO chant?" I'm like, "I don't I, know. I don't I know, man." Totally agree with Jim on that one. <laughs> that was a staple, and and it's fine doing it between quarters, but how about doing it during a timeout when you know the team's coming back on the field, like when Wyoming's on defense, yeah, and that chant is still going back and forth. It is. Cool. That's about as loud as that stadium gets when that when it's full and they're doing the WIO channel. Yeah, it's good. That's the time to do it marketing, not <laughs> in between quarters when it's totally dead. Who's in control of this? Maybe we should get him on here and just roast him. Uh Shelly. <laughs> we will invite Shelly on. I think Shelly, I think Josh Hunter was telling me that Shelly's the one who hired him. Yeah, and I was Shelly's thinking, I've great. Never, I've never met Shelly, but she's he said she's great. awesome. And she was at Wyoming for a while. Then she left and went to the West Coast and worked at a couple of schools and then came back. Hmm. Good. Yeah, I uh, was talking to him about her. I've never heard of her before. So. Well, I'll, I'll bounce back real quick to Juan Soto. He yeah. works in the Cowboy Joe Club. Congratulations to him. Good friend of He's ours. down at the NACTA convention in Orlando. 
Um, I believe he comes back today probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was um, one of the winners of the National Diversity Initiative Award. Um, And it's great for him. He's he's in his 40s, folks. He went back to college and finished his degree. And it takes a lot to do that at that age. And um, after being, you know, away for such a long time and good for him, and he now has a full-time position in the athletics department, and he bleeds brown and gold as much as Cody and I do. And um, he's doing a really good job. Um, just, I think it's right at his first year of doing this. Yeah. And he's doing really good. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Really proud of Juan. Um, you know, it, it's always funny when you run into somebody who's not traditional, which I was not traditional as far as school as well. And they go, oh, I'm going back to school. And you go, yeah, right. You know, yeah. You're going to be there for five minutes and go, this sucks. I saw a social media post from him. He's on a bus going to something, and he's got a sport coat on. And, of course, it's hot and humid in Orlando this time of year, and he's complaining about that. And I I wanted to say, when I went to NACTA, I don't remember taking a sport coat because I didn't (laughs) – care i suppose but i wasn't winning an award either um but i mean golf shirts yeah and khakis that's kind of the look that these conventions go for (laughs) yeah yeah really proud of juan he's such a good guy he's uh he's about as genuine as it gets so uh when i saw that i was i was really stoked for him and he did go back to school and he got his degree and he's just done it the right way man yeah but he he needs to follow some better teams (laughs) patriots Uh, and the red sox yeah, we mostly talk baseball. Yeah, Juan, we're after you. <laughs> we'll have to get Juan on one of these days, too. I think I had him on the podcast 100 years ago when I was on my own, and he's a funny dude, man. He is, dude. Uh, this week also, uh, Phil Still, of course, a uh, famous magazine that everybody loves to read that just breaks down every team under the absolute sun. I know I love it, and I couldn't wait for it to come out every single year. Uh, they released their preseason All-Mountain West team, and 10 Wyoming Cowboys are on that team, including uh, place kicker, junior place kicker, John Hoyland, who was named a third-team All-American uh, by the magazine, which is nothing official per se, but Phil, Phil still is uh, college football royalty. And, well, and he uh, was second-team preseason All-American for Athlon. For Athlon, yep. Yep, exactly. Uh, the other guys on this list, uh, first-teamers, defensive tackle Jordan Bertinelli, go, uh, graduate offensive tackle Frank Crum, junior middle linebacker Easton Gibbs, and junior defensive end Devon Harris. No problem there for me. Um, really good picks. Uh, they're just missing one who happens to be on the fourth team, and that's Cole Goodbow. Uh, one injury that kept him out of a handful of games last year knocked him down to the fourth team. This guy's a beast, man. It, him and Bertinelli, I – I will guarantee it right now. Him and Bertinoli will be first team all Mountain West defensive line next year at the end of the year. Guarantee to your money back unless they have an injury. Okay, I was just going to yeah. throw that in there. Knock and, on wood unless, on that. Unless they have an injury, it ain't, it ain't happening. Or it's going to happen. Uh, second team here, running back DeWine McNeely. Nice to see him on the list. Uh, Harrison Whaley was a first teamer by Athlon, the uh, transfer from Northern Illinois. Actually kind of shocked to see Harrison Whaley's not on this list at all. Um, and then uh, graduate tight end Trayton Welch. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him on the first team at the end of the year as well. I agree with that. And these preseason teams for these magazines sometimes, I think the transfers might get lost in the mix. Yeah. I mean, obviously Athlon did their homework and knows that he's here. Phil Steele and his contributors – because he doesn't do the entire magazine himself. He has a lot of contributors. I think Gagliardi used to contribute. They may have uh, oversaw, overseen that one. And yeah. Just like, just, they looked at the returning stats, and that's it. Yeah, and, and then here on the third team, they pick uh, sophomore defensive end Sebastian Harsh. Um, Sebastian Harsh hasn't done anything on the field yet. 
his promise is incredible. Uh, his upside's incredible. And I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see him on first, second, or third team at the end of this season. However, he hasn't done anything yet to even be on this list. And Cole Goodbow's on uh, the fourth team. Um, I'm not buying that for a second. Uh, Shea Suinoa, junior weak side linebacker. He is also on the third team. Uh, no problem there. Uh, if you checked out 7220sports.com, I did a story on Shea last week. I have some leftovers from spring football that I've been kind of popping out here and there since it's so dead during the summer. Uh, re-listening to Shea's interview, he is so humble and so aware. I mean, he missed 21 tackles last year, and we griped about it all year that, damn it, he's there, he's Johnny on the spot, why isn't he not bringing the guy down? And sometimes he wasn't making this excuse, but others were making this excuse for him. You got to think about it, man. He's been in Laramie for like four years already, but he hasn't played. And he was a quarterback, strictly a quarterback down at Clear Lake High School in the Houston area. So he he got recruited as a three-star quarterback, and he came here and just played linebacker and didn't play. I mean, look at the guys he's been behind in Logan Wilson and Cash Malawia and Chad, Chad Mooma and Easton Gibbs, and he finally got his, his chance last year. And now he's got Connor Shea, a guy behind him who's pushing him. And unfortunately, Suyanoa didn't get to practice. Uh, he had a torn labrum, so he wasn't able to practice this entire spring. So he just, I mean, he's had adversity the whole time he's been here, and he's just getting pushed and getting pushed. He finally got his spot, so I expect a huge year out of him. He knows tackling's a big, big deal. So I'm really thinking that Chase, who we know, can have a huge year because they're going to try and stay away from Easton Gibbs as much as possible. Uh, totally agree. Yeah, and Shea was the second-leading tackler on the team with like 70-some last year. Easton's in the hundreds. I mean, he's just making plays all over the joint. So uh, you think about it, 21 missed tackles. They could have had 200 uh, near 100 tackle guys just in the linebacking core. So... Uh, once again, we say this a lot, good problem to have. They have a lot of good linebackers on this team. So um, go check that story out on Shea, though. He's kind of finding his love for football again after kind of sitting. You know, he played a lot of special teams, but he's kind of been on the sideline. Went from star quarterback in high school to sitting on the sideline for four years in Larrabee. So, uh, and he still has a couple years of eligibility left. So I think he's going to have a huge year as well. Um, yeah, and then like we said, John Hoyland, he's getting a lot of love. Lou Groza finalist uh, uh, a couple years ago, uh, really good kicker. Um, Cowboys have been blessed to have a lot of those. But, you know, when John Hoyland, when it's all said and done, John Hoyland might be the best of them all. Yeah. So uh, he's got a couple years remaining as well. So uh, that's pretty much football. I uh, wrote a story this week on Evan Svoboda to check out as well. Um, he, you know, I know a lot of people are saying, and I wrote it in the story, uh, a lot of people are saying, man, he wasn't very impressive in these two spring outings he's had. Yeah, well, we're not privy to practice. We can't watch practice. Craig Bull has charted every single one of his throws. Obviously, he did enough. I am pretty damn confident in saying that Evan Svoboda is going to be Andrew Peasley's back up when Texas Tech comes to town. They gave him every opportunity to do it because the sand's pouring through the hourglass. And and like Tim Polisek mentioned to me that I wrote in the story, it's a business now. College football's a business. What can you do for me now? And they didn't know what the hell they had. They don't know what they have in Evan Svoboda, so they gave him the lion's share of the reps during the offseason. He's going to get a huge, uh, huge chance again here in the fall. And, uh, you know, make no mistake, it's Andrew Peasley's game. He's, he's going to be the quarterback, but who's behind him? We know what Jaden Clemens can do. We've seen some really good. We've seen some not so good. Um, but they need to know what they have in this kid. He's 6'5", 245 pounds, and he can throw it, like Craig Bull says, to places no other quarterback since another number 17 was in Laramie. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I've seen a lot of comments on social media from that post that you did regarding this article. 
and people are saying, give him a chance. Peasley's out of there. You know, yeah. yeah. Like, guys, no. Peasley was a team captain last year as a transfer. Yeah. It's his, it's his position to lose, and he's going to be the starter come Texas Tech. He threw 2nd. for 1,500 yards last year. No quarterback's done that in Laramie. Not that that's huge numbers or anything, but no quarterback's done that in Laramie since Allen. And he had a really nice stretch. And he was out a couple games. Yeah. He was dinged up. And yeah. he was he played hurt and probably shouldn't have been out there a couple yeah. times. And don't take anything away from his spring game interception right before halftime. Yeah. They will never call that play in never. a real game. Never. 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 I mentioned that to Craig right after and he goes, You kidding me? My head exploded, but then I got back to reality for a second and realized, you know, we all know Craig Bowl, guys. That's going on a knee. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Peasley's got something, man. I can't really put my finger on it. I can't describe it, but he's got it as far as leadership goes. And his teammates love him, and he's just a hes a really good guy. He's a really cool, like a cool guy. He's been around the state this summer already doing some camps. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I know he's getting paid for it, but good. Yeah. Good for him. He was at Frontier Days last year. Um, he's just a – He's a cool dude. Uh, he definitely got the respect of his teammates, and Craig Bowl keeps saying it. And, guys, I, 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 we can't speak on this because we can't see practice. Coach talks about it all the time, that he's so much better than he was last year, and it took a long time to learn this offense because whether you want to make fun of it or mock it or whatever it is, that doesn't make it any different. It doesn't change the fact that it's extremely different than what Utah State does. Mm-hmm. It's like learning a foreign language, and, and you're also learning your teammates, and you're in a new place, and – I'm not just giving Andrew Peasley a ton of excuses here. It's, it's reality. He never even took a snap under center for four years in Logan, Utah. So, I mean, that's an adjustment in itself. I mean, if you think about that right now, being under center, taking that snap, taking a couple steps back, that's when you have to start surveying the field when instead he was already back there, gets the ball, he already knows where he's going with it. It's, it's just a huge adjustment, and I see people making fun of this all the time because of how bad Wyoming's offensive passing attack is, and I get that, but it's still different. It's still extremely different. Yep. So now he's comfortable as well as Evan Svoboda. Evan said a lot of the things that were happening to Andrew happened to him. He's learning new people, new places, new things, speed of the game. That's the only thing that Andrew Peasley probably had on Svoboda last year was he knew the speed of the game already. <coughs> so... Anyway, it's Peasley. It's going to be Peasley. Yeah, you can bitch and moan all you want. It's going to be Peasley, and and like we've talked about on this show numerous times, they didn't let him run last year. And now, if he can run, and they let him actually get out of the pocket and do stuff, which they will, because he's a senior. And if he goes down, it's next guy up. Yep. Last year, it was who the hell is coming in <laughs> if he goes down, and he still got injured. But he uh, he's really you've saw it. You saw it in spurts, Jared. You brought it up last time we were on the show. Against San Jose State, he gutted them. That was a 60-yard run. He ran away from the DBs. Yeah. And he did a really good job against Illinois. Not that he, did. he ran away from but he still got to the corner and made positive yards. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge part of his weaponry, man. And uh, I think we're going to see that this year. If he gets in trouble, he's gone. He's yep. going to be gone. And it won't be all these throwaways, which we raved about his throwaways all year last yep. year. But it can't be that anymore. You're a senior. you got to let it all hang out and you got to go. I mean, we we talked about it on the show. I mean, yes, he did throw some really bad passes that should have been pick sixes. But you know what? They weren't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Um, and that leads us into the – you asked me if I had these win totals pulled up. I know we talked about them early on um, about FanDuel and stuff. But now um, there's five different betting sites that has the win totals out. And like I said earlier, shop around for your best odds. Mm-hmm. Um 
like I'm going to just start off with Wyoming. FanDuel and BetMGM both have Wyoming's win total at 5.5. I mean, that all day. I, you got with seven home games, on, folks. Seven home games and 5.5 wins. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that's And one of your road games at Nevada, one of them's at UNLV. Six and six season right there, folks. You win money. Uh, the other ones, uh, Caesars, DraftKings, and Circa, all have it at six and a half. So you would need seven wins to win that one. But e- either way, I would jump on all of those all day long. Um, Air Force is somewhat surprising to me at eight and a half. Yeah, I haven't looked at their schedule, um, but that's one thing you should always do is look at their non-conference schedules to see where those you know those patsies are and what you can chalk up as wins for sure. And then say if, say if they look like they're going to be three and one at the end of the non-conference season, then you go into the conference season and say, well, if they can get to four and four in conference, that's a seven, that's a seven win season. Um, I got the, I got the over six and a half. I'm a winner. Um, Boise state mixed, mixed results there anywhere from seven and a half to eight and a half, uh, Colorado state four and a half and five, um, I would think that you would want to take the over on that one. I think they can get to five. Um, not quite sure, but they have a lot of talent on that team. Yeah, they do. Uh, they had more first-teamers. Uh, Phil still had more first-teamers for CSU than he did Wyoming. Mm-hmm. They do have talent. They have no offensive line. They can come together. Yeah. Uh, Fresno State's eight and a half. Uh, Hawaii, three and a half. Uh, Nevada's four and a half, all the way down to three and a half for one. Fresno's replacing so many guys, so many impact guys. I, I'm I'm kind of stunned how much people still believe in the Bulldogs. Here's one that I haven't looked at their schedule, nor do I know fully who's all coming back, but San Jose State, five and a half. They're losing a ton on defense, but Chevin Cordero's back. Yeah, I think they can get to six. Yeah. So... Yeah, and looking at Air Force's schedule since you brought it up, they have a real banger to start the season against Robert Morris at home. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Robert Morris is a tiny-ass little school in Pittsburgh, and they're not even Division One football. And then they play another FCS team to uh, in Week 2, and that is also uh, – that's at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas, against Sam Houston State. And then they get to come home for Utah State, which I think we all expect Utah State to be pretty down this year. I don't know if you even named their – they're at five and a half and that, five. That seems really high to me. Um, Utah State is not expected to be UNLV is surprising good. to me. Six and a half and six. Yeah, they got some dudes. I know they dudes, have a new coach but... and they got some guys, but I don't know if he's going to work wonders that quickly. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. That's the same coach, by the way, who coached Mizzou in 2019. Um, yeah, and then Air Force uh, takes on San Jose State at San Jose. I think that could be a big game. Chavin Cordero is a really good quarterback. They lost a ton on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, then they host San Diego State. So they're one of the teams that gets to play San Diego State, San Jose State, and they play Boise State in Boise to end the year. Uh, then they have Wyoming at Navy, at Colorado State. Uh, they're playing Army at in Power Field at Mile High this year in Denver. Which, oh, nice. So they got a couple of uh, neutral site games. Then they go make the trip to Hawaii and then come home for UNLV, then at Boise State. Um, they're not going to get to eight and a half. Six wins. Uh, Even if they get to eight, you're a winner. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. The Falcons, you know, I know it's a machine, but they're also missing the nation's leading rusher and their quarterback who holds all kinds of school records. Who's the stud safety? Uh, They have a stud safety every year. Was it Steel? Steel Hammer, I think, was a couple years ago. They always have a new stud back there, so... 
Air Force is going to be Air Force. They're going to be good. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but eight and a half, nine wins. I mean, it's definitely going to aid in that thanks to playing teams like Robert Morris and Sam Houston. Sam two, Houston State, though. They've, but two FCS schools on your schedule, that's embarrassing. Sam Houston State was in the national championship, was it two, two years ago? A couple years ago, yeah. And they're playing that in Houston. I mean, I'd love to see Sam Houston find a way to win that game. But, I mean, on paper here, you look at two FCS schools to start the year. I mean, that's uh, – do better than that. I mean, that's I – don't, I don't like that at all. Nope. Uh, and I'm all for Wyoming playing one of those a year. But, to be honest with you, I'd be all for Wyoming not playing any of those. And there's years that Wyoming doesn't play them. But the, every yeah. once in a while they have to to balance it out. And this year having two big 12 teams on their schedule, that's why Portland State's on the schedule. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense this year for sure. Uh, also, this last week, uh, I'm sure you know by now, former Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen is on the Madden cover, which is really, you know, that's really cool. I know these video game nerds are huge into this stuff. It is cool, even though I hate video games. I think it's really cool. First Buffalo Bill, obviously first Wyoming Cowboy to ever have that happen to. And I know Josh is a big gamer, too, so it's a dream come true for him and uh, really excited about it. So that's that's really cool. Um, more PR for Wyoming. Just keep it rolling. Absolutely. and. Uh, this week is the uh, CNFR up in Casper, College yep. National Finals Rodeo. Uh, Wyoming Cowboy Donnie Prophet, he's of Kemmer, former wrestler for the Pokes as well. He is going to be a uh, in the bid for a national championship come Saturday um, in the short go. Do you have teams? Do you have team scores by chance? Um, I can find them, them here. Uh, but then uh, there's a few other. Cowboys and Cowgirls doing okay, and some of them had some um, tough luck as well. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys are sitting 23rd in the men's standings um, right now. Uh, not great by any means. Uh, and the, the women are splitting ninth in the national standings. Do you think it, not having a coach right now plays any part? Zero. Okay. Absolutely zero. Because these guys are used to traveling to rodeos all over the world by themselves, or all over yeah, the country I mean, by themselves. Yeah, th- these guys all, I mean, they pay for their entry fees. Uh, they, they, a lot of these guys go to pro rodeos. Now, Donnie Prophet's had some big wins out there already this year in the bareback riding mm-hmm. um, at some big-time rodeos. Um, so he, he's used to it. Uh, I would say maybe just from a confidence standpoint, just to, like, hey, take your time. Make sh- you, you need to get under this time or something like that. But take your time. Make sure that the goat or the calf is tied. Yeah. Just, just take your time type of a deal. Yeah, I figured it probably – very but little no, impact. No, not at all. And um, there is a search going on, and um, that 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 I bet you that coach is announced here by um, by July one. Yeah. Uh, also, I know a lot of fans are always interested in this Rockies night at uh, or Wyoming night at the Rockies game. Uh, that'll be July fifteenth, and you know they're playing the Yankees. So I mean, it's going to be a packed house. Should be a fun time. Uh, it's always cool when you see the CSU logos and stuff all over the uh, uh, billboards and stuff, and the and it's Wyoming night. That's always fun. Well, and they say that um, Wyoming night down there, at least especially the first four or five years they did it, um, outnumbered CU, CSU, and UNC every <laughs> single time. I believe it. Uh, in addition to the ticket to the game, uh, which you can get through rockies.com slash Wyoming, uh, each ticket package will come with a limited edition UW Cowboys-themed Rockies hat, $2 donation to the UW Alumni Association and the Cowboy Joe Club. Uh, the, those two clubs are also hosting a pregame event from 2 to 5 at Jackson's Lodo Rooftop right across the street at 1520 uh, 20th Street. They're on 20th and Blake at Coors Field. Uh, once again, they're playing the Yankees. So, And you never know. You might see Cody and I. <laughs> God, I hope not. 
<laughs> the Rockies and Yankees, I can't think of much worse. However, the the party sounds fun. Um, and if you haven't checked out Cody's test year University of Wyoming Athletics knowledge trivia questions on the site, please do so. Get, get to that site and do it because you can win season football tickets and men's and women's basketball tickets. Yeah, and a parking pass. Opportunity uh, to win <clears throat> tickets, folks. Go there and just check them out and test. It's fun. Test yeah. your knowledge. Even though I can't <clears throat> win, I did fill it out. I'm a little embarrassed on the first one I did a couple weeks ago because <laughs> I, I don't know if I didn't read it right. <laughs> I got a message today saying, dude, those basketball questions were brutal. And I'll give you a little cheat one here. Who, who do you think is a single-season leader in block shots in Wyoming history? Well, Theo Ratliff, Justin Williams are two. But the single who, who holds the single-season record? For who you? holds – for shot blocks in one in a single season. It's not Justin Williams? Yeah. Okay. Everybody so far has said the around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that Justin had that record. Yeah. That, I think he I think he led the country or was top two or three the season that he did that. If he would have played more than two years in Laramie, oh. he probably would have annihilated Theo Ratliff's shot block record and that's saying a lot. I'm surprised that Justin never ended up in the NBA. He did. Well, I mean like more Full so, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Just 10 like the O ups and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah like the O. Yeah. yeah, I think his biggest came. I think he played a year or two in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, I know he's coaching with uh, Jason Strait and stuff now, right now in Chicago. Last time I talked to Jay Strait on the phone, uh, Justin Williams was with him. So there's some Wyoming royalty coaching some some preps in uh, in their hometown of Chicago. So uh, also the University of Wyoming Intercollegiate Athletics Hall of Fame is hosting its annual banquet on September 1st. Of course, the night before. The home opener against Texas Tech. That's in the Gateway Center on campus. Uh, those tickets are now on sale. Uh, do you go to that? I used to when I was on the committee. I went all the time. Um, I am kind of embarrassed to say that I've only been to it once since I'm not on the committee anymore. And I should have went a couple of years ago when Mike Shenbeck was in, inducted, and I'm yeah. really pissed that I didn't do it. I got to see him during the weekend, but I, I just – the first few years, I just wanted to distance myself a little bit from yeah, it. Yeah, But um, well, it, it's a fun event. Don't get me wrong. It, they do a really good job, and if Alan Pete Simpson are able to MC it, it's absolute gold. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be in Cody next week, so I'll ask you Those two guys bickering back at each other, and, and I've heard the same jokes for 30 years. We all have, but they're still funny. <laughs> yeah, they never get old. Those guys are the best. Uh, this year's uh, class, of course, Dabby Dawson, awesome selection, uh, great running back for the Cowboys in the late 80s. Uh, Chad Levin, I know you knew personally, Wyoming women's basketball. Yeah, one of the all-time greats, not only coaches, but just people. Mm-hmm. He introduced me to Grain Belt Beer. What the hell is that? It's a eastern South Dakota, Minnesota beer, mm. and it's like PBR. If um, if it gets warm, you won't you don't want to drink it, but if it's cold, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> okay, I'll take your Very, very cheap. Uh, Larry Nance Jr., you may have heard of him. Uh, he played for the Wyoming Cowboys from 2012 to 15. I'll be in New Orleans next week, too. Maybe I'll find a way to hit up Larry Nance Jr. That'd be fun. Uh, Aubrey Vandiver, um, women's basketball, 2007 to 11. Great player. Very good player, yes. Uh, very deserving there. The uh, 1968-69 Western Athletic Conference champion men's basketball team and the back-to-back WAC champion wrestling teams of 1984, 85, 85, 86. Tough dudes on that team. Yeah. Joe Camillus yep. on that team. I don't know any of the other ones. Uh, there's some. If I had it pulled up, I'd definitely be able to rattle off some of those. 
and well, tell you some more. There's you're not winning the WAC championship on accident. No, that's for damn sure. And uh, um, maybe when you're in New Orleans, you could hit up Zion Williamson's uh, <laughs> girlfriend. Girlfriends. <laughs> Uh, apparently, folks, um, they're in the uh, adult uh, movie business. <laughs> That's hilarious. Come on, people. <laughs> That's I, I know you have a lot of money, but uh, how about you find somebody that's not a porn star? Yeah. That's tough. Times are tough, Jared. Especially when you make $30 million a year. <laughs> yeah, and By sitting on your fat ass on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, you don't play basketball anymore because you can't stay healthy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe because you're fat. Oh, and Maybe. I guess while we're talking about the NBA, we might as well say congratulations <laughs> to the Nuggets. Yeah. I, I saw a great uh, post today from Will Ledoux, our friend up in KC, Wyoming. I was just going to mention that one. He goes, I didn't know I knew so many Denver Nuggets fans. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> this reminds me of 07 when the Rockies uh, actually went to the World Series and swept my Phillies, and then all of a sudden they were just crawling out of the walls and really, really pissed and me folks, off. And, if folks, you, if you love Ned Ledoux and country music, uh, Chris Ledoux days are Saturday night in KC. Uh, Reckless Kelly is playing. Uh, great, great band. They're out of Austin now, but they're from Idaho originally. And they are hanging it up in another year uh, after 25 years on the road. So you, this will probably be your last time you'll be able to see him in the state of Wyoming. <laughs> Did you talk Roxanne into letting you go? Um, we're definitely going to be in the area. <laughs> so it's just going to be like, yeah, we're going. <laughs> Where do you stay in Buffalo? Is there anywhere oh, to even we'll stay out there? Casper. Okay. Yeah. I always thought I'd really like to go to that, but where the hell do you stay? And there's no way in hell I'm staying in a tent or there is a campground like there. I the first year I went up to it when they when they had the statue and all that stuff, and Garth Brooks was there and everything. I slept in my truck. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Chris Ledoux days. I'm not roughing it. Can't, it's fun though. It's it. just you just you just drink beer in the streets. I'd wake up so hungover, sleeping in my front of my car. That would be uh, that sounds yeah. awful. <laughs> just can't do it just have a dd and go back to casper that's the problem i don't know anybody <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anybody who doesn't drink that's why you hire a 19 year old to go with you oh there you go there you go that's not a bad idea actually last time i did that funny story i did that with my little sister she drove us to uh woodloggers jamboree and encampment ended up getting absolutely rip roaring smash but you know what i had a i had a dd so i'm fine with it um, obviously the law had passed where you cannot have open containers in your car. I chose to ignore that and say, Hey, if we get pulled over, I'll just say, Oh, that, did that law pass? Um, so I was absolutely just ripped out of my skull and we were driving back to I-80 to head back to Cheyenne. Uh, not to get in too much detail. I had to use the restroom. My sister refused to pull over. There was a big gulp cup. I picked up the big gulp cup, did what I had to do, tossed the liquid out of the, uh, we were driving my old convertible at the time, tossed the liquid out of my convertible and then saw some red and blue lights because I just blinded the windshield of a female <laughs> Wyoming Highway Patrolman, patrol woman. woman. She was fit to be tied to say the least and came up with her uh, big flashlight and I had beer cans up to my knees in the front seat. And, uh, she didn't really buy the whole, I threw some warm beer out the window. Um, she asked me why I was on my knees. I told her, why would I take a leak in front of my sister? It didn't work. We got a ton of tickets for that one Folk and was Cody lucky not to go to jail. Much, much more mature now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
podcast much. <laughs> any 19-year-olds Well, maybe out there, not next week on vacation, yeah, yeah, but... Yeah, any 19-year-olds who want to drive me places, please let me know. You can apply at 7220sports.com. We better wrap up now before we get in trouble. And I can't believe we've actually gone an hour again. I think I say that every single time we do this. That's why we just have to have it. We're just going to say it's an hour long. It's an hour. Yeah, so I'm going to be gone next week. So no show, Joey and Stu and all you who, uh, Jim, all you, all of our regulars who we love so much that (laughs) love to reach out. You know what, though? (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Yeah. We've had some really, really good weeks to where we're hitting over a 1,000 listeners, so we certainly appreciate it. And and in the podcast world, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, not bad, especially considering neither one of us are podcasters or radio guys. Look at us faking it. Just a couple of dudes doing (laughs) what dudes do. (laughs) Look at us faking it, man. That's all we do is fake it to make it. Love it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us again this week. We'll see you probably here in a couple of weeks. Heading up to Cody for Celebrities Against Cancer or Celebrities for a Cause, I believe, is going to Special Olympics Wyoming this year. Uh, Ryan Brown does an unbelievable job up there. So if you're in the Cody area, 28th, 29th, or 29th, 30th, and 1st, uh, Marcus Harris will be there. I think Ryan Yarborough's coming. Rod Woodson, former great uh, safety in the NFL, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, unbelievable player. I think uh, – a lot of the former uh, John Rocker and Mike Hampton and all those guys, I think they're coming every year for life. So uh, good time up there. Jim Hacksaw Duggan was there last time, guys like that. So it's a lot of fun. He gets a lot of really cool celebrities, and everybody has fun, and you can ask him a million questions. And, like, I got to ask Mike Hampton about all of his, you know, who hit the furthest home run off you, who was your – how many t- – did you ever strike out Barry Bonds? You know, fist fights in in the clubhouse, stuff like that. So it's it's such a good time. And, and Kanye doesn't live there anymore. So go have fun. Yep, no Kanye. Eric Bischoff does live there though. The wrestling dude, who owned like WWF or whatever, he lives there. So I'm sure. If you're in the area, stop by and say hello. So thanks again for joining us. We'll see you again soon.